Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guest today is Brad Shiver. He is the president and CEO of Royal Services, which is a national integrated facility management provider for brick-and-mortar retailers, again, across the country. He and his family have owned Royal Services for many years now. They were not the original owners. They've got a fascinating story about how they got involved. I'm going to let Brad tell that. He has been there for 18 years, and they are really expanding and doing great things. He's got a wonderful story. Welcome to the show today, Brad. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate uh, the opportunity to speak about Royal. Well, like I said, it's a very interesting story. Your family uh, got involved in Royal Services Many years ago, um, in fact, it was in the, I believe, in the early 90s, maybe? Absolutely. We're actually very excited and blessed to um, <clears throat> celebrate our 25th anniversary next year. Yes. Yeah, that is, yeah, that's very exciting. And, you know, so many companies don't make it for that long, especially when you have an ownership uh, change mid-course like that. So tell us about how the company got started and how your family got involved in it. Absolutely. Um, the company was owned by ERA with the uh, headquarters in Overland Park, Kansas. And um, they were first to the market with home warranty programs. Building those uh, that program, they built a national network of contractors to provide uh, services under the warranty program. And as that network um, grew, uh, there was opportunities the company saw to use that network in the commercial side of um, of uh, the industry. And uh, as the company uh, continued under Royal Mechanical Services as a subsidiary, um, they quickly decided to refocus on the residential area and divest themselves of uh, the commercial side of the business. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom was actually Tom Shiver was brought into the company to bring the uh, to wrap the company up and um, close that subsidiary and saw an opportunity to purchase the firm. And so I, li- I like to say when I hear about your story that closeout became a buyout, really, because uh, Tom was your father, correct? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, and so how did he change the company in order to make it viable for another twenty five years? Well, he was very focused on what we like our tagline to be, service that solves, which is mm-hmm. driving, solving problems for our clients and providing world-class customer service at the same time. So we saw the opportunity as they were winding down the client um, or the company, um, a client that was onboarding was Hallmark Cards. Um, working with Hallmark, we saw opportunities in the marketplace to provide that um, the solutions and provide a customer service that wasn't being provided in the marketplace at that time. And so when you talk about some of the different services that you provide, you know, as a national integrated facility management provider, uh, what does that mean exactly? What sort of services are you providing, especially, you know, these days to these brick-and-mortar retailers that need so much 
um, support, you know, because of all the online competition and so forth. So how are you helping them? What kind of services are you providing? So starting um, as a solution provider for Hallmark, we were focusing on HVAC services nationwide. As, um, as, as Hallmark was looking to tackle other pain points, they continued to come to Royal to get solutions. And over time, we've essentially become a facility manager and a project manager and a construction manager. Mm. So really wrapped up, you know, a lot of pain points that uh, clients are seeing uh, partner with those um, clients to provide not a single solution, but an integrated solution for them. One of the things that I know you really specialize in and that you had some experience in back in the 70s, even under the first ownership, is high-velocity rollouts. Talk to us about what that is. Absolutely. We get some very difficult challenges um, from our clients that we, we love to to tackle, um, three that I can think of off the top of my head this year was um, with about five days' notice, um, Sprint came to us to help decommission their side of their space in their partnership with Radio Shack, and mm -hmm. we closed 110 locations um, in five business days. So that oh my was gosh. a project. So uh, what does all that involve? Well, it's a uh, high coordination, um, a vendor network that we've uh, groomed and maintained of about 17,000 contractors. Uh, we call them vendor partners. And um, just quick thinking, planning, um, and execution. So you can rely on these folks whenever you go into a marketplace. They're not all based here in Kansas City, but they're all over the country. That you, you know, You've nurtured these partnerships, and when you say go, they are able to mobilize and do whatever you need to have done, whether it's uh, a roll-up like a Radio Shack where you're closing them down or just the opposite where you can actually implement something. Like I'm thinking of, uh, and the courses precede you, but I'm thinking of back in the, the 80s, I guess it was, when uh, Pizza Hut had their Bigfoot pizza rollout. You had to install all those huge ovens to accommodate that. So it can be either thing, either close it out or, or start something quickly. Absolutely. So our vendors help us on project rollout um, basis, and the same vendor um, uh, platform that we put together also deliver on-demand service requests. Um, we handle about 15,000 of those break-fix needs um, across all skill sets um, nationwide. You have like you said, been very successful for 25 years, and you were able to successfully transition from one set of owners to another when your parents bought the company. What do you think have been some of the keys to your success? It's a constant, um, just with problem solving, it's a constant looking at the ability to improve our service for our client. It's a, just a complete dedication to service that solves for our clients. And some of that is anticipating what they may need before they even know they need it, I, I would imagine. But, you know, based on your years of experience, you recognize, you see certain patterns and probably see them before some of your customers do. Absolutely. And we also, one of the pieces of when we partner with our clients, we work with uh, multiple departments within that particular retailer so we can understand um, and deliver um, deliverables for those different departments that, um, from 
IT to real estate to operations and kind of bring it all together. One of the things that you have along those lines is a program called Razor. Talk to us about what that is. The Razor is our, our best practices, our software solution that no, um, not only provides best practices of how we deliver um, an efficient uh, project, uh, project and product to our client, but also provides a communication tool to our customers um, through an online, online portal. Mm -hmm. so yeah, and versus, go ahead. Uh, versus um, working with other um, CAN software packages, we built Razor from the ground up, and one of the things at Royal, um, we're also understanding every piece of, of the deliverable for our clients, so we dig down and understand and we're very meticulous in controlling uh, as many pieces as we can in, in providing that end product for our client. Mm -hmm. And it, again, it, it creates transparency. It creates 24-7 communications and support. So it's a true partnership. And using this tool, this Razor technology, helps to facilitate that. Absolutely. We talked a little bit about you know how the company transitioned from um, a, a previous owner to your family, and then let's talk a little bit now about the transition from your parents to you and your brother and others in the family. How did that work? Well, as um, Tom and Charlene were um, transitioning to retirement, um, they went through the process of having outside consulting come in, look at the, look at the company as a whole, uh, provide them some options to transition. Uh, the other piece is um, they're blessed that there's three brothers within the company. Uh, we're all equally dedicated. Um, I've been with the company 15 plus years. I understand how the company um, ticks. Um, <clears throat> And transition was actually a fairly smooth, thought-out process. It was certainly not rushed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And again, it's always a big deal when it switches ownership. And it, it happened the first time. They were people that uh, were not family members that transitioned to your family. But sometimes when you have a transition within a family, like occurred from your parents to you and your brother, it can be even more difficult than when it's a third party involved. How... Or were you able, you know, there's always that uh, old saying about you have to sit down and eat Thanksgiving dinner together. <laughs> and so um, how did you work it out so that uh, they passed on their wisdom and yet the transition was smooth where you didn't feel like they were uh, lingering on, I guess, for lack of a better word? <laughs> you know, how did they give you your space to run it in the way that you th they thought or that you thought that it needed to be run. How did how did all that? Would you sit down and you have some very frank talks about that? Or well, we've been fortunate that when they have decided to retire, um, it was a clear transition. We're also mm -hmm. fortunate that the three brothers that were that are in the company, we bring different skill sets to um, the company. So um, my brother Tim, that's been with the company for 20 plus years, has a, a background in the MBA in business. Um, Nathan, my other brother, has a, a background in accounting and a master's in information systems, and then I um, bring an engineering um, background to the mix. Mm -hmm. So yeah. we realize we realize we're best successful um, in, in 
leaning towards our best strengths and work as a team to um, mm -hmm. provide an environment for our staff and our employees to be successful and in turn allows us to be successful to provide um, an amazing product for our customers. Yeah, and it sounds like it. I mean, you guys have had uh, something like 300% growth since 2014. Absolutely, and actually, I re-looked at the numbers this morning as we're uh, forecasting out of the year. It's about 430% growth since uh, 2014. Wow, and that's all due to the fact, well, first of all, you've got um, people, you know, owners in place who each are in their lanes, and you guys respect that and, and work very well together as a leadership team, but then you have a great staff, as you've said, and um, the, the pillars that you keep talking about, it sounds to me, as you keep referring to them, that these pillars are something that really do guide your company on a day-to-day -day basis. So often companies will sit down and have this little session where they'll come up with mission statements or pillars or philosophies or whatever, write them all down. Everybody says, yeah, yeah, this sounds good, and then they sit on a shelf and they disappear. I mean, effectively, that's what happens. But you keep referring to them, which makes me think that these pillars are something that you really kind of judge pretty much anything that you do against them. Are they are they really living within your culture and within your company? Uh, absolutely. We live the pillars. We preach the pillars. And we're always referring back to it, driving our um, conversation with our clients and driving our um, conversations with our staff, which is our pillars that we live by is ownership, taking accountability, um, professionalism, um, effectively communicating, um, tenacity, um, the the mindset uh, the mindset of uh, dynamic uh, excellence, um, innovation, rate of thought of um, problem solving. The last one is collaboration, which is working as a team. Yeah, and that free flow of knowledge and communication and um, encouraging people to speak up without fear of, you know, having a bad idea or, you know, that you're going to be um, told that, <laughs> that that your opinion doesn't matter, which does happen in some companies. So, so congratulations on that success. It sounds like you're doing a lot of things right. One of the things, too, that you're very passionate about, I know, uh, is, is servicing the community. You, you not only service your customers, but you service the community, too. You give back a lot. Talk about some of the things that you do and why you think this is so important. Well, quite frankly, the community, as far as our clients, we, we have a very strong um, community client base um, from Hallmark Cards, um, Sprint, Ellsberg, and Honeywell. And it engages and empowers our employees to see the, the uh, some of the other positives um, besides the gratification of solving problems but giving back to the community. Uh, one of the things that we're doing for Christmas is we teamed up with uh, Operation Breakthrough. And as a team and um, through collaboration, we are putting together Christmas for 18 families that have 79 kids and uh, wow. together 397 um, guests for that for those families to have a, a great Christmas. Yeah, that that's wonderful. What do you think about the future for Royal Services? How are you thinking bigger? I mean, it's really going to be hard to beat 430% growth, but uh, you probably didn't think you were going to do that. So so what's, what's the future looking like for you? Sure. Very excited. We, um, as you said earlier, the brothers are in lanes, but obviously no one's in expertise by themselves. We're bringing in, or have brought in 
um, an outsourced um, HR um, solution. We brought in some um, fractional outsourced um, uh, resources that, that essentially help us um, continue to improve our business uh, from the technology side to um, the finance side. If you had to give our listeners today, who are primarily business owners, if you had to give them some piece of advice that has been instrumental to your success, what would you advise them on? As I think about the company, there's a lot of goals that I um, kind of put on my whiteboard that I have no idea how I'm going to achieve that. Um, sometimes it takes a year, sometimes it takes two years to achieve those, but um, big goals that um, that lets me deliver a better solution for our clients. Okay. And you put those on a whiteboard, you say? Absolutely. In my office that I'm kind of thinking about um, from time to time um, when I get a chance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and it helps you probably when you look up there each day to work on your business instead of always in your business. Uh, when you get a little bit too mired down in the weeds, you can look up and say, well, I need to I need to spend some time thinking about the future too. So uh, how would people get a hold of you if they were interested in talking more with you or interested in your services? What's the best way for them to do that? Oh, they can reach me through our website. That website is Royal Solves, correct? That's correct. Okay, royalsolves.com, and you can get a hold of Brad. You can fill out the form. You can find out more about what Royal Solves does or Royal Services does. And uh, we just wish you much more success, Uh, 430% growth in three years. That's phenomenal. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Kelly. I appreciate it. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, please visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.